0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Into the Fire, where every week we're clearing the smoke on today's hot topics in business and in everyday life. This week, I have Kim Ulmer with me, and she is the regional president of RBC. Kim, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much, Rob. Pleasure to join you. Into the fire.
0: You're one of those people when we got talking about the uh, where we wanted to go with the show, the topics, that sort of thing. That you wanted to talk about mental health in in business and what RBC's doing to put that all together and bring that to your employees. Do you are you able to kind of expand on that a little bit?
1: Sure, just a little bit on why it's important to me and RBC and uh, our focus. I, so I I think you know as as we look at just overall society number one and the awareness in the in the. Um, ability to make sure that we all lend our voice to such an important topic.
0: It is a big topic.
1: It is a big topic. And and I think just at the pace of change and the accessibility of social media and, you know, you often hear things like cyberbullying and different things that didn't exist years ago. Mm -hmm. So I think just society in general has changed that's elevated in a positive way. And I think one way that we're talking about it more, which elevates the opportunity to look at mental health. But I also think just societal norms have, have shone a light on this and requires probably just us to talk about it more and look at the opportunities and tools. So at RBC, it's it's important. It's important to our employees. It's important to our clients. It's important to the communities that we serve. And so coming together and making sure that we rally around such an important topic and that we're reflecting the needs of our employees and our clients in the community is, is really what prompted the discussion and the topic today.
0: Right, so do you think that uh, mental health, uh, especially in the workplace, is becoming a bit of a crisis? Uh, uh, is it getting you know, better, worse? W- where, where do you think that is?
1: You know, again, I, th- I think it's about awareness. So I okay. think it's about removing the stigma from mental health mm-hmm. and ensuring that everyone has a safe place and a safe zone to bring their whole selves and their whole being to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, I think, is the criticality as an employee and then it's understanding and educating around the tools that once we're aware and we're having those conversations is how do we equip each other and how do we help each other and our families to make sure that we are able to bring the best of ourselves and that we feel supported and uh, and that we're included. We're included in the overall work environment, you mm-hmm. know, in our, our overall included in our workforce and, and uh, that we feel safe.
0: And you touched on something kind of interesting there because you said, you know, the families as well. So it's, I think, an opportunity that if people are happy at work, they're able to take that home as well and have an improved home life because, you know, I've talked about this many times, With 24 hours a day, eight of them are sleeping, eight of them are at work. Yeah. So if we're spending one third of our day, you know, at work, we got to make sure that we're in a good place and and then able to bring that good feeling home as well because you're either eight hours or with your family.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, whatever support mechanism or individual in your life that's important to you, um, it's it's hard to know how to help individuals, yourself and mm-hmm. others. So, um, you know, again, we, we look at, Uh, a variety of resources and tools that don't just uh, extend to the employees but the employees and their families. Mm -hmm. So whether it's how do we help children uh, of employees and others during difficult times, and it could be just adjusting to a new school and what types of tools and resources are available or what types of skills and workshops as, you know, individuals are graduating and moving through life cycles. And uh, so, you know, I, I think that together with uh, what I'm really proud of, of what our employees have driven, is an employee-based um, ERGs or an employee resource group that is a safe environment to provide resources, tools. Often these uh, resource groups will get together to support each other as an open space to talk mm-hmm. um, and just ensure that it's it's part of being, uh, again, allowing that to be the best of ourselves bringing forward.
0: That's pretty incredible because you think about the size of a company that RBC is, um making that time you know because a bit a lot of big corporations are so numbers driven and Mm -hmm. and you know everything that goes with that to allow people to have some of that time to you know work on their mental wellness is is really i don't think across the board Mm -hmm. it sounds like a pretty unique thing for rbc is that would that be a safe statement
1: well, I think there's there's a number of amazing companies, Bell, Bell Let's Talk, I think, you mm-hmm. know, they've really embedded in their DNA and in their culture and, mm-hmm. you know, allowed a form for us all to talk about. Um, you know, I think for us, the evolution that I've seen uh, at RBC, again, is, is a bit of a pride point. It's not only the focus on each of us as individuals, but as leaders, what types of tools and how do we help support, whether it's supporting, you know, clients that are in our units every day or that we interact with every day, mm-hmm. and how do you help, an employee um, Mm -hmm. and and react and and help find tools and resources. So we are spending uh, more time and more resources in workshops, in tutorials, and just building awareness around what's available to leaders to also help uh, all employees to create that safe environment or that culture.
0: For sure. Interesting story. A couple weeks ago, I went out with my daughter and we talk about her on occasion on the show here. Um, but she wanted her sorry they love that oh they absolutely yeah Yeah. we call her our executive (laughs) producer it's pretty cute um but she needed to get her first bank account so we went down to the rbc branch on layla and it was interesting how knowing how shy she is how the the lady helping us set up the account was just so friendly and so warm and trying to walk her through all the different things and You know that's obviously a part of that corporate culture and that comes from that good mental wellness and you know a top-down approach to making sure that right down to the teller setting up accounts or making people like I say especially young people trying to get started uh, you know, I, we just both kind of walked out of there with a big smile on our face that uh, they had, they'd done such a good job with
1: us. Well, thank you for that. And thank you yeah. for trusting us <laughs> with her very first bank account. And mm-hmm. I'm glad it was. Uh, it, it makes me very proud to hear mm-hmm. that that was her experience and what we strive for. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's things like that that can be really intimidating when you think mm-hmm. about, you know, who helped you open your first bank account. And um, how do we ensure that there is a culture that everyone um it feels it feels that they're welcome, and I mm-hmm. think that's important. The the other piece for us, um, from an employee perspective, is is you know we often talk about it is a need. It's a need to reflect our communities, and so the work that our employees do and that we do in our communities is also critically important. So. Um, whether it's with McDonald's Youth Services or with right. S- Salome Mission or mm. a number of programs that we do in support. Right, it there, really, and there's so many. And there is so many, and it's really with the intent of these are the heart and souls of our employees, but it's also the heart and souls of our communities. And so how, do, how are we an active part? Um, often we say more than money. Money is important with mm. not-for-profits and organizations, but it really does reflect the need of all of us. Um, myself included
0: right and I've always thought how important it is to give back to the community when we're in a position you know as leaders in a in the community to actively give back and sometimes it's money sometimes it's Mm -hmm. time sometimes it's something else altogether. but taking the time to be focused on that and give back I think that's so critical
1: it is and it's it's important mm -hmm. that our communities are healthy and that really is I think Mm -hmm. again you asked me why this is an important topic to us because it is part and parcel about helping create and foster uh and um and ensure that our communities and each other are healthy right right? yeah
0: cool um have you got any kind of tips or or things you'd like to share with some of the small businesses that are out there medium businesses that may not have uh been able to begin the journey for supporting their staff kind of the way rbc has because you do have a lot of resources to be able to make that happen and as I said earlier it's great to see that you're you're using those resources, but what have you got to share with smaller or medium businesses
1: I think it's a great point. I think um, there there is a number of resources that you can pull down that are accessible, whether mm-hmm. it be through government websites or not for profit organizations and mm-hmm. the not not-for- not for profits in our communities are more than eager and willing to share. Uh, their time and resources to help and to continue a conversation. So I think it does start with, number one, awareness. Right. Um, number yeah. two, doing a little bit of homework and research of what resources are available um, to you. And then it's just, uh, I think there's an element of just simply networking that small businesses mm-hmm. do so incredibly well. Right. It's, yeah. uh, you know, you look for advocates, you look for mentors, you look for others that can help through a conversation to say hey, that become connectors for you mm-hmm. as small businesses so i think finding those connectors is critically important right.
0: i would think one of the first steps is just being aware that this is an important step that you should be taking within your business and then kind of trying to figure out how to place it into your culture from there yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. is there anything for yourself that you do that uh, you'd like to share to kind of keep yourself I, i'm sure I, I saw you speak at uh we uh a, a couple of days or a couple of years ago uh, I was fortunate to have myself and my family invited out and the kids loved it and you were speaking there uh and how important that is to all the kids but what do you do for yourself to kind of you know your own uh, mental health and mental well-being
1: Yeah I think I think part of it is is just part of our personal growth development well-being I think mm-hmm. it's just being aware of it so there's a number of things that I do I, I exercise regularly mm-hmm. which is is important to me uh, just to make sure that I've got time for myself and that my overall health is there um, there's there's been a couple important lessons through the way you talk about your daughter and my son is horrified when I talk about him but mm-hmm. I will because that's <laughs> what we do as parents yeah um, and, and one of the pr- you know one of the most important lessons in life mm-hmm. that I learned was through him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it it really was the lesson around just simply being where your hands are, like being mm-hmm. present in the moment at every time that you're doing. And it was it was a time we were we were moving. I was taking my MBA. I had started a new job. Mm-hmm. You know, we always had the, theor- the, the you know the premise that you find um, you know the hockey team, the school, and the house in that mm-hmm. order. And so, right. as he was getting established in hockey, would often go to watch him uh, for, for his games.
0: Right, and so
1: I would grab my books, and you know the first couple of games were were in the stadium, and of course he had to be there uh, so early, and had my you know books on my lap in the stands, waiting for the game to start. And after Mm -hmm. the game, he said. You know, Mama, I, I, I don't want you to come to my game anymore. And I, you know, as a mom, you can imagine the daggers <laughs> in my heart, right? Yeah. And I said, well, why? You know, tell me more. And uh, he says, no, like if you're not going to be there, don't bother being there. Right? Mm-hmm. You got to study, study. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I would one up him in the next game. You know, we show up in the truck, and I'm I stay in the truck and read my books, and then go in to watch him. And right. he he called me out. He said, <laughs> no, you're either here or you're not. So it was a pretty important lesson for me. So it's about and and it's something that i i have to work at constantly but it's if you're here be here and be fully present mm-hmm. and i think it helps calm the noise and helps uh helps you really identify what's important at that moment in time because you're mm-hmm. making a choice you're making a choice to be there or not
0: yeah you know what i've been guilty almost of exactly the same thing uh, i remember years ago studying for actually I was getting my pilot's license so it was a matter of going through all the different work and all the things you need to learn and so not only was I not paying attention to, you know, the the kids as they were doing their, their activities, I was also kind of pushing the other parents away, just kind of, sure. sorry, I'm in the middle of this, I just, I don't have time to visit, and you know, they, well, we don't know if we like you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, it's, I think yeah. it's a bit of a lesson, that is, as, yeah.
1: as adults, I think we take pride in multitasking, I'm not sure it's the right thing we should be taking mm-hmm. pride in, I mm-hmm. think being present to me would be more important, and... Uh, just making sure that you're listening and listening deeply to the person in front of you, that mm-hmm. you're looking for clues or ways that maybe they need help in a right. hand. Because it doesn't matter who you are at what point in life. At some point, we all need help, mm-hmm. and we, we all need support, and we all need an ear. Yeah,
0: no, you're 100% right, and we find different areas for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I know for myself, you know, work can get very busy at times, and sometimes the family does take a bit of a back seat, and that's not really fair. I, I work really hard at the work-life balance uh, and trying to find that extra time which is uh, again why you see us talk about my daughter and we bring her up for recordings and yeah. and things like that my son's a little older so he's not as interested in that and you know of course my wife doesn't want anything to do with the camera so <laughs> you know yeah. it's just and
1: I think for everybody it's a bit different I think it's mm-hmm. finding I think it's finding what works for you and then adapting mm-hmm. you know we have just with with busy life schedules and commitment to community mm. and things like that, we have an unwritten rule that if there's events happening on the weekend, whether it's volunteerism or mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, that I'm out with, with clients, mm-hmm. it, it includes my husband and son and yeah. where possible. Mm-hmm. And so there's just some things in how you incorporate individuals into your life and, um, just making sure they're part of your full life.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that, I think that helps with that, uh, that mental awareness that, you know, again, because You know this is your family you want to spend time with them Mm -hmm. and work can be demanding so taking that opportunity to make sure that they are involved if they choose to be or you know what there's a lot of functions I could be out at something and I'm sure you're the same we could be at something every night of the week if Mm -hmm. we wanted to and picking and choosing which ones are important and which ones aren't and then taking that other time like you said to exercise take care of yourself do all of those other things that are important to you know offset the work life. Yeah. So Kim, we've been talking about our kids a fair amount, and I know that there's a program, uh, RBC Future Launch, but I don't know much about it. Can you kind of elaborate on that and what it is?
1: Sure, I'd love to. Uh, RBC Future Launch is a 10-year, half a billion dollar investment uh, that's committed to helping build skills for the future of young people. Wow. And so we often talk about stressors and, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about mental health and, you know, the world of yesterday certainly isn't the world of today or tomorrow for our children. And um, you know some of the stressors can be. What does that look like? And mm-hmm. so, uh, Future Launch focuses on uh, really what is what is the skills transferability? How do we incorporate as both? Um, you know, as as a society, again, we're trying to create a thought leadership uh, discussion and support okay. and promote. How do we how do we see the economic value within building the future world of work through integrated learning, through co-op work uh, environments, and really helping. Uh, young people get experiential learning and so mm. you know part of that is also you know if you think tying it again to m- mental health, if you think about I graduate um, from grade 12 now what and what jobs are available and what the traditional path has been we know the majority of jobs that exist today won't exist in the future or, or many of the mm-hmm. jobs right or different require different skill sets. Mm-hmm. And so it's a huge stressor on uh, on the youth of today and uh, how do we continue to help that? And foster and um, foster a conversation, and foster a different discussion about how do we really help provide, it, you know, as not just RBC, but collectively as Canadians, how do we help provide that experiential learning, and how as businesses do we need to, uh, can, and educators need to continue to think about this and support it.
0: Okay. Would that also, you know, as I was listening to you explain that, would it also be a stressor for parents who are also like watching right now? I mean, you and I are watching our kids grow, but we're watching technology change so fast that, again, we don't even know always where to direct our kids or or how how to help them. And having something uh, like this program would, I think, be really beneficial to you know, alleviate parent stress as well, is that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's the advancement of technology that is really mm-hmm. driving the change of work. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the report, if you have an opportunity to take a look at it, it talks about, you know, the degree of change in different types of industry and different types of jobs that, mm-hmm. you know, in the past that were, were critical employers that are still important, but the skills required in those fields or industry are gonna require more jobs, not less. But they will require different types of skills. Right. And so, you know, again, it's about how how do we come together, educators, government, you know, the the business community, to really get ahead of this and help support that to say, hmm, we know if automation or AI or technology is going to look like this in the future, and these are going to be the jobs that there's greater demand in these Mm -hmm. types of, uh, whether it's agriculture, agriculture. you know, or education or whatever it is, what are the skills that we need to set our, our youth up for success today for the future? And, and
0: and that's interesting because what came to mind was uh, in a previous episode, we had Barry Rempel on yeah. in the airport authority, and he was talking about the same thing, how they automated some of their work mm-hmm. and the initial fear with the employees was, well, we're going to be out of jobs. And what they were able to do was actually retrain them in different areas and actually have them doing better jobs and, and, and more jobs. It didn't actually take away, it enhanced what was going on. And so, you know, again, with, with kids coming up, the opportunity for them not to maybe seek these traditional jobs but think that there are interesting new things coming that they'll be able to do that you know uh, should be a lot more exciting than you know what is traditionally out there right now because know kids don't necessarily want to do what their parents did mm-hmm. and no mine absolutely. don't <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it's a
1: great example that Barry cites and mm-hmm. I, I fully subscribe and believe to that it's mm-hmm. there There are going to be there's a, a greater demand just if you look at our demographics there's going to be a greater demand for employment it's mm-hmm. just are we ready for the skills that are required
0: mm-hmm. yeah for sure and like you say when we start preparing the kids and I don't know if this is going into the high schools or even even uh younger but you know the programs and, and in investing in those areas so that kids are coming out of high school already thinking about where they want to go next or you know what their next steps could possibly be is that is that kind of part of that approach as well or no
1: it is it is and, and what you've described or outlined is it is an ecosystem mm-hmm. because you know in a you know in an example if you've got kind of here's edu- what the educational program looks like but there's no need in uh, by businesses for mm-hmm. that type of employer skill set Mm -hmm. anymore we've got a gap yeah for Uh, sure and if it's shifted here so it is it does become a part of a an ecosystem in communities yeah
0: yeah okay good 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 so um, you know because i remember when you know i was back in high school and that was a little while ago now but you know the guidance council always trying to push us towards specific jobs at the time because that was what the the hot number was but in in a lot of cases those jobs don't even exist now
1: yeah you know? and again it's why i think we purposely use the word skill versus jobs mm-hmm. right because the, you know they're, they're that job that you know today might look totally different in five mm-hmm. years but what are the skills that are required that is going to translated that we're going to continue Mm -hmm. to require you're right it's it's a very different way from when you and i may have graduated (laughs) yeah
0: yeah for sure
1: no i appreciate uh and i appreciate the opportunity just to continue on a conversation on something so important our youth and mental health I, i think it's uh thank you for the work that you're doing well it's
0: great to have you out